Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM right here on VSIN. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Hour number two begins right now, and... Um, I've been conversing with some people on Twitter during the break, Wes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one tweet I thought was interesting. Is it too soon for Michigan State to reconsider uh, that money they wanted to give to Mel Tucker? Because right now, you, you know, I, I kind of I buy in some of those narratives, right? Oh, we're going to back up the Brinks truck and give it all to Mel Tucker. We're going to keep him here forever. He's not going to LSU, kids. He's not going anywhere. He's staying right here. And then you watch the first quarter against Ohio State, and I feel like my – 18 and a half plays already dead. Right. 21 nothing Ohio State after one as they go to the second quarter in the shoe. And you go, okay, I, you might be overmatched, but you also look outcoached right now yeah. by nine day. Well, I mean, you, you got to give the guy time. It's a second year. And look, he has done well in that transfer portal getting some talent. But yes. when you're talking about recruiting the high school talent, which is what Ohio State obviously does, Ohio State just gets guys. I mean, there's only a few. We were talking about that with Notre Dame, who I think is recruiting very well, but nobody recruits on that Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, even to some degree Clemson, even though they're a little down this year. It is very hard to break through that level. And, you know, top 10 to top 15 national recruiting classes are still very good. So that's what you're kind of seeing with Michigan State. They're they're just outdated. Well, they are, and it's first and goal right now for Ohio State as it begin the second quarter here. So this is going to get uh, – it's going from bad and, to ugly And you to know worse. what's amazing about Ohio State and what I kind of marveled at and really noticed last week? One of the things they do – they not only have talented – look, Smith and Jigba and Olave and Wilson, these guys are all NFL receivers. 
But I'm amazed at how Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson, the offensive coordinator there, how they get these guys so open. They're just open all over the field, even against a very bad Michigan State pass defense, but even a good defense yeah. like Purdue. Purdue was like a top 20 national defense last week, and they just went through them like a hot knife through butter. So Ohio State, they can really scheme it up. When you got talent plus really good scheme, you get lopsided results like this, and now they have second and goal from the four. By the way, C.J. Stroud, 16 of 17, 241, three touchdowns. Uh, Recall, he, four, four and now, now four touchdowns. Uh, everybody's catching them. Fleming, uh, who I didn't even mention there. Ohio State just got guys, and that's why, you know, winning the Heisman, if you're not the quarterback, it's so hard if you're like a receiver or running back because it's like, well, I get mine, but my guy's got to get his, and my other boy's got to get his, mm -hmm. and they can just spread that ball around. Julian Fleming, four yards out. Ohio State about to go up 28 to nothing very early second quarter. Everybody eats today for Ohio State. And again, CJ Stroud, we talked about it uh, right, right as the game was kicking off. Basically already down to 2-1 to one from 225 plus 225 to win the Heisman Trophy after this huge first quarter. By the way, I believe it's the first time a Big Ten quarterback has thrown for over 200 yards in the first quarter. He had over 240 in the first quarter since 2004. At least three receivers have four catches, or uh, all three receivers have four catches of those top three, and then Fleming gets a touchdown there. So now about to be 28 to nothing as the kick is good. Long afternoon for the Spartans, uh, and I did lay the points with the Buckeyes. I didn't think it was going to be this easy, but still a lot of time left, so backdoor could still be open. I wish I had talked to you on Tuesday when I made this play for Michigan State. Not I'm here for you, man. I know, We're Wes, friends. I, you know what? I got to talk to you. You got to confide in me. I thought for I was God's getting a good sakes. number. It's early in the week. <laughs> Not working out. Let's talk about Michigan against Maryland today. And uh, Jacob Roach and I were talking uh, during the break. I was kind of kidding that, like, look, if Michigan can take care of business, right, you would think they would take care of business today against the Fighting Turtles here. But they are laying a rather significant number at Bird Stadium on the road at 15 and a half. Okay. And then you start to project, look, that Ohio State game, and I know right now, if you're a Michigan man like I am with my money sometimes, you're loving this because you want to get more and more and more and more points, right? Potentially a flat spot for Michigan today as they look ahead to that Ohio State game, potentially thinking, hey, we beat Ohio State somehow and then beat Wisconsin theoretically in the Big Ten. We're going to the college football playoff, kids. Fighting hardballs are back. But today... Is it a sleepy spot against Maryland? You said you're a Michigan man. Bo Schimbeckler, the late Bo Schimbeckler, would love you uh, because that was his famous quote when Bill Frieder, of course, left to coach Arizona State. Didn't that want was, him anymore. That was the year that Michigan ended up winning the national title with Steve Fisher going go. six in a row, where he goes, I don't want an Arizona State man. I want a Michigan, Michigan man. man. <laughs> and uh, right now, Harbaugh is the Michigan man. And now... Uh, uh, the Wolverine fans, I'm sure, are reveling already for that late cover here in Las Vegas against UNLV. In an 11-point game, when you heard a foul, you never heard a crowd react like you did at T-Mobile last night when they <laughs> hit the two foul shots to uh, cover that final 12-and-a-half over the UNLV running Rebels. But now up to 16, uh, I believe 15-and-a-half uh, here at BetMGM. You do wonder if this is going to be a little bit of a sleepy spot because you do have uh, – uh, Maryland, uh, who is still uh, trying to get bowl eligible yep. for the first time under Mike Loxley. And, of course, Michigan. We know what fish they got to try to fry mm -hmm. next week with these Buckeyes. Oh. And we know that whoever's playing these Buckeyes is going to be up against it. So when I look at this initially, when I look at the spot, I'm kind of like thinking, you know what? Maryland would make a little bit of sense, especially if I could get a 17. That's what I would be wanting to look at because – 
the Terps looked, I had them last week. They didn't get there for me at Michigan State. Now mm-hmm. they they should have, but kind of shot themselves uh, in the foot with penalties and intentional grounding. Uh, if you look, Maryland did have uh, 447 yards on Michigan State, but turned over on downs in Spartan territory in each of the final three drives, threw a pick, missed a field goal on two second-half drives that ended in the red zone. So Maryland can throw the football with with uh, young Talia to a mm-hmm. Tagovailoa's younger brother, of course. Uh, Maryland does need that win for bowl eligibility. Motivation's not going to be the issue. You got a top ten team coming into College Park, uh, Michigan. You know, finally got that road win over a ranked team. We know Jim Harbaugh has not done that very often no. in his tenure. But they've got the biggest game of the season. That's what Jim Harbaugh is always going to get judged by, how you perform against Ohio State and, to a lesser extent, how you perform against Michigan State. And he's lost the last two to Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker so far is 2-0 and against him. Uh, Michigan, look, they were in a very physical game against Penn State, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, Penn State play, has plays those grinder games. And speaking of grinder game, that is still no score middle of the second quarter, Rutgers and Penn State. But back to Michigan, you know, a lot of injuries, and you just take a physical pounding when you're in that physical game. Uh, Michigan, or rather Maryland's got a very dynamic passing attack, and uh, it's a good Michigan secondary, but it's going to get tested a little bit here. What I'm probably going to recommend is I want to wait here. If I can get 17 maybe on an end game, I think the Terps can cover that number. It is just a little bit short of that, though, in the market right now at 16, but I don't think I really want to lay Michigan here in this spot. You know, it's interesting because you look at what Harbaugh has done this year, 9-1, and one, obviously, straight up, but 8-2 and two ATS. Mm-hmm. And the only time th- they did not cover. They've been one of the best in the country. Absolutely. And the two times they didn't cover, they had a huge lead in, late in the third quarter at East Lansing against Sparty. We know what happened in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And also a sleepy game at home against Rutgers and the Big Ass in, in a game they were never really threatened, yeah. right? But they just kind of slept walk and gave up that, that, uh, that cover yeah. late. So... Harbs' team, he, he's had them prepared in each and every game. But you're right. It does feel like when you come off that physical game a week ago, looking ahead to Ohio State, and you know they're looking ahead to Ohio State. Yeah. Right? Because everything is on the line next week in the big house against the Buckeyes. And Maryland, uh, you mentioned that spread record for Michigan. Maryland's failed to cover their last six games. Uh, that's why I kind of like them here. When you get that disparate thing Zig-zag. where it's like, You've got a team that's covering, you know, every single number and a team that can't cover a number to save its life. I tend to think that gets reflected in the market, and I tend to like the team that can't really cover. Uh, Look, my opinion on Mike Loxley, really good recruiter, pretty solid offensive coordinator, not the best head coach. I was watching that game a little bit last week, Michigan Mm -hmm. State, Maryland, after the show. And Mike Loxley just looked very confused on the sidelines. Now, I think he's a pretty solid offensive line, and I mentioned his recruiting diploma. Of course, he was on the staff with Nick Saban in Alabama. Helped get him. We talk about getting dudes. Mike Loxley can help you get dudes on the recruiting trail. But if this gets to 17, I'd be interested in the Terps. Let's talk about uh, Virginia a little bit against Pittsburgh, because I I did see that Kenny Pickett, senior day, I do believe, at Pittsburgh today. So, the 14th-year senior is finally going to be leaving uh, the Pitt Panthers after this game here, uh, last home game here. But, look, all jokes aside, Kenny Pickett's had a great year. He's had a great yeah. career at Pittsburgh. We mentioned the issues with Virginia at quarterback here, so you understand why they're laying over two touchdowns in this one. What do you make of this spot here? Because, again, now it's up to 15-and-a-half at BetMGM earlier in the week, about 14, 14 and a half. So the money coming in on the on the uh, Panthers. Uh, yeah, and I think some of that might be the fact of Brennan Armstrong, his 
status is not exactly clear. He was out with the rib injury against Notre Dame. So based on how it's being bet, it doesn't look like he's going to play. I do not have confirmation of that. I'm kind of trying to uh, search to see mm-hmm. if we can get some confirmation if he is going to play because Virginia is a team that can score too. Virginia is not the old run the ball, no. you know, play defense, low scoring games. They've been in some really high scoring games this year, as has Pittsburgh. So I think you can see kind of the Clemson effect, I guess, in the ACC. It's like, we got to find a way to score points because we can't necessarily stop the finished Tiger offense, which of course we don't have this year down in Death Valley, but over the years you have. Uh, so that's why you've seen this move. Armstrong actually is the leader in the nation in total offense at 425 yards a game. So, uh, look, you had a true freshman start at quarterback for Virginia last week. Jay Wolfalk, uh, uh, last time a true freshman started at UVA, it was 1977 at the quarterback position. So you saw how much he struggled against Notre Dame last week. So when is going to clinch the division for Pittsburgh here in terms of that coastal division? So, uh, I, I'm not wanting to go against Pitt here. I think the number has been inflated. Obviously, the key thing is to watch Armstrong's status for UVA. Also, we get a tweet that said, Wes, you might need to get your uh, boat race out, hat out early today in the shoe because 28 nothing, 12 minutes to go before halftime, yeah. and Ohio State has the ball in Michigan State territory again. My goodness. Captain Captain Steubing takes Saturday off, though, unfortunately. You got to wait for the green zone on that for Sunday. We we had a lot of boat races last week, but we do have one right now in progress, it feels like, at the shoe. Let's see if Michigan State can get a stop. They've had no resistance so far with this Ohio State offense. Okay, let's take a quick break here. Uh, But when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about a potential sleeper Used to be a favorite, maybe now a sleeper for the Heisman race. We'll discuss when you come back with us. It's Betting Across America right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, 
you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you're also going to receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for every game for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. And right now, you mentioned it, it's Black Saturday for the Spartans because guess what? Ohio State back into the end zone, 35-0 with much too much time left in the I, clock. I, in the I, first I hope Mel Tucker signed Ooh. that deal that was rumored to be put out there last week. Not that I think he's in trouble by any stretch. They obviously want to keep him. But look, we mentioned this is a step up in class uh-huh. for Michigan State. Michigan State has made progress, and I do respect the progress that they've made just in two years with Mel Tucker. But this is a whole different ball game when you go to the Buckeyes. This is a team that's top three nationally in recruiting every single year, and they prove it. They're just... They're just way better than this team. Right now, minus 42.5 on the uh, side at BetMGM. 80.5 on the total. I'll give you some uh, numbers here. Ohio State, 10.02 left to go in the second quarter, by the way. They've already got 359 yards of offense to Michigan State's 95. C.J. Stroud is 20 of 21 so far. We talk about, hey, this is the day to really have a Heisman moment. Maybe this is C.J. Stroud's day because he is 20 of 21 right now with four touchdowns already. We're only 20 minutes into the ballgame, not even 20 minutes. No adjustment really at BetMGM. He is still 2-1. to one. We talked about him for the Heisman watch earlier, but... uh this is a way to make a statement, you know, hang around, just kind of put up good numbers, keep winning, and then just explode on dudes, and that's what he's doing today. And again, the next week, if you can do this against a better, a much better Michigan uh, Michigan Wolverines defense mm-hmm. than what Michigan State has today, maybe he could 
usurp Bryce Young here in that high. Yeah, and that's why, obviously, Bryce Young, not only the team success, because both these teams in the top four of the college football playoff, but the fact that you have so many showcase opportunities. We talked about that Arkansas-Alabama game Mm -hmm. last hour with our guest Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet, and that's going to be a feature game. And then, of course, you got the Iron Bowl next week, uh, Alabama and Auburn. Ohio State not only has this game in the early window, but they're going to get the big game with Michigan and a Big Ten championship game. Plus, for Bryce Young, an SEC championship game eventually against Georgia if they don't stub their toe today or next weekend. So that's why it's already baked in that they are the favorites here. So let's talk a little bit more about these SEC quarterbacks in relation to the Heisman Trophy. We mentioned Bryce Young right now, still the small favorite. Uh, with C.J. Stroud really gaining ground here with what we're seeing today in the shoe. But plus 175, so again, value has been long gone. But again, we're talking about live players and participants. If you're still looking for a wager for the Heisman Trophy, 33 touchdowns, uh, only three picks, a really solid QBR there. Again, it should be an interesting test against Arkansas because we know Arkansas, they can play defense. Sam mm-hmm. Pippen's going to test them a little bit today. And we saw LSU... And we discussed that in the first hour, how LSU's defense did make Alabama's offense look mortal, right? At least they look like there potentially could be some weak spots there. If you're looking for Bryce Young to be the Heisman Trophy winner, what does he have to do? Is it steady wins the race or does he have to do a C.J. Stroud-like performance that we're seeing at the shoot? You know, it's like, damn, I don't know what more he can do. He's got thirty or 3,000 yards already. He's completing 71% of his passes. 33 to three touchdown to interception ratio for Bryce Young. He has been sacked 22 times. Uh, and look, uh, he can run. He's more of a passer, but he can run the ball a little bit. He's only run it 51 times, though. He does have two touchdowns on the ground, but maybe he does, you know, need to kind of try to match maybe CJ Stroud right. here in terms of a big performance where he has that five or six touchdown day. But They've been so workmanlike, though, and it's just Alabama gets out to these leads and then, you know, just kind of continues to play defense. And, you know, there have been opportunities where they could have left him in the game, too, and Nick Saban could have run it up. We saw one last week against Mm -hmm. New Mexico State where, you know, they won 59-3, but they pretty much took him out in the early third quarter, didn't play him. I mean, they've blown out a few teams. They blew out Mississippi State. They blew out Southern Miss. So, they haven't really left him in the game to kind of pad his stats a little bit, but his stats are pretty darn good. And Bryce Young has really been the favorite for the most part all season he long has. anyway because it is Alabama. And we saw of the early guys like Spencer Rattler, he kind of fell a little bit by the wayside, Sam Howell early on. So Bryce Young has really been the constant. Probably him and C.J. Stroud have been the two constants really in this market. Matt Corral was kind of the buzz guy when he was 20 to one before the season, then he got down, I think as low as like plus 250. But when we were talking, I think it might've been Dave Miller. We were talking to one of our regular guests here said, he kind of seems like he's dead on the board. Like he can't improve anymore mm. because Ole Miss is not going to be a playoff team at best. They could maybe get in a new year six game. So that's why you've seen him kind of dead on the board, but that's why you haven't seen him put out to where he probably should be, which is like 15 to one right. or 20 to one or something like that, because they already have enough exposure and enough Matt Corral tickets, because that's the trick of this. If you want to hit these big like player, future player award type markets, you want to try to get in usually early in the season when the getting good if you want to get a big juicy number, which you clearly have not really gotten all season on Bryce Young and obviously not going to get on C.J. Stroud as the Buckeyes look like they are going to force another My punt. Goodness. It is fourth and 20 for Michigan State. 9.26 left to go in the first half, 35 nothing. 
Buckeyes now up to a 44-and-a-half-point favorite, 77-and-a-half on your total. Let's talk a little bit more about Matt Corral very quickly here, the Ole Miss uh, signal caller here. Odds right now plus 700. The QBR, it's a little bit light here at 81.2 in comparison to the other guys that we've been discussing. So when you look at just the numbers, say, of Matt Corral versus Bryce Young, they dwarf in comparison. Mm-hmm. Only seven, I say only 17 touchdowns, two picks. When we're talking about Bryce Young, 33 touchdowns and three picks so far this year. So – to your point, it does feel like when we're looking for live players, Matt Corral does not feel yeah. live, right? He feels like a guy that had his opportunity against Alabama weeks ago. And although he acquitted himself okay, mm-hmm. his team did not in that in that day. And again, we talk about the Heisman moment. With Matt Corral, he just doesn't have the opportunity to have yeah. any more Heisman potential and, and there's a couple other things at play here. And by the way, Matt Corral does have 10 touchdowns on the ground. Right. So if you look plus the 17 touchdown passes. This guy's got like almost 3,300 yards of total offense. That's impressive. But the fact of the matter is with Ole Miss, they have had a lot of injuries, especially in that receiving core. So Matt Corral has had to go, I think, a lot more freelance where he's had to run the ball and try to make plays with his legs a little bit more because he doesn't have the receiving core that a C.J. Stroud has or that – uh, a Bryce Young has. I mean, look, what what did Alabama have like three wide receivers in the first round uh, <laughs> this past year, and they're brought. You know, they've still got a couple quality guys on that roster. They don't rebuild; they reload. So Matt Corral doesn't have those type of guys. I mean, maybe you'll have one big time receiver, but you don't have them like in your first and second and third unit where you got four or five guys that could easily be thousand plus yard receivers. And look, the leading receiver right now for Ole Miss has 707 yards that being Drummond. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's, they've had a lot of injuries there. And plus I think when you look now, there's not a lot of opportunity because Ole Miss is now in the back end of their schedule. They have Vanderbilt today. who's the the worst team in the sec. And then they do have the egg bowl, which could be high profile because that is on Thanksgiving night. The Egg Bowl finally goes back to Thanksgiving night. Shoot. I know now Thursday night's kind of been NFL night with this Thursday night football stuff, but the Egg Bowl, I mean, because we eat deviled eggs on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so delicious. it's like, you know, why would the Egg Bowl not be on Thanksgiving night? So I'm glad it at least is back there, and you're going to have two ranked teams, it looks like, with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But like I was saying about Corral, just the injuries to his compatriots. He just he feels dead on the board now. I think he's going to be probably invited to New York. He's going to get at least a free trip to New York uh, to uh, have dinner at the Heisman Club and you know do all the things that these players do in New York with the media availability, and it's a nice trip. But I think that that's his ceiling right now. Since we will, you and I will be back uh, next week on Saturday for Betting Across America, but obviously we will not have an opportunity to talk about the Egg Bowl before we get there, you are really good at the origins of, of some of these, uh, I think, very interestingly named games. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how in the wild, wild world of sports we got to the Egg Bowl for Ole Miss against Mississippi State? Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, rec- that's where we need Bruce Marshall, yeah. our guest from earlier, because Bruce Marshall would be able to tell you this. Do you I, get they, an egg? Is there some sort of actual egg trophy? They, they s- you Started this back in 1901. There is a golden egg trophy. Of course. That's what it's called for this. Uh, 1901. The, go- the goose that laid the golden egg, so to speak, uh, <laughs> in, in the egg bowl in the uh, state of Mississippi. And by the way, one of those teams is in action right now. It is late set first half. 35 nothing Mississippi State over Tennessee State. 49.5 on the side. 57.5 on the total at BetMGM. This is obviously a get-everybody-their-varsity-letter game. That's it. Here in Stark, Vegas. So that's what you're seeing with Mississippi State and the Pirate Mike Leach.
dating back to 1901 for the Golden Egg in the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. That's going to be coming up on Thanksgiving night. Okay, right now, Penn State trying to get on the board here. Still scoreless about a minute to go before halftime. They have a third and goal. Florida State right now looking good on the road. They just got a safety against Boston College, and they are up 16-3 to with two minutes to go before half. Mike Norvell and the Knowles trying to rally to get bowl eligible. This would be win number five. Win number six, though, is going to have to come against those Gators next week. We got a national champion joining us next. Damon Benning is going to join the program right here. It is Betting Across America right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. With college basketball underway, now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on all the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis from every single team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Humans, Tim Murray, and Wes Reynolds, provide the predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross, alongside the aforementioned Wes Reynolds right here betting across America. And right now, my goodness, seven minutes ago in the shoe, Ohio State has rung the bell again. C.J. Stroud, 23 of 25, 335 touchdowns already. Another one to Garrett Wilson. Buckeyes, 42 nothing. Seven minutes left to go in the first half. Buckeyes, minus 48 and a half, wow. 83 and a half on the total at BetMGM. A couple other Big Ten games here going on in the early window. One has already gone to halftime. We do finally have points in State College. Penn State up seven to nothing. And we did mention that Sean Clifford didn't take those first team reps, mm-hmm. even though he did start the game on senior day. Has not really played a lot. He's only 2 of 8, 23 yards, clearly playing hurt. So it is the freshman value who has done most of the part. And he actually has the touchdown pass for Penn State. So that is a 7 nothing lead for the Nittany Lions on Rutgers. Scarlet Knights trying to get bowl eligible. And Northwestern here in the end zone on the final oh. play of the first half. Of course, this game against Wrigley. Purdue being played in Wrigley Field. And Northwestern ringing the bell here. A rare offensive touchdown for this offense that has been rebuilding. 13-7 Purdue going to the locker room. They don't still have that issue at Wrigley Field where the teams have to keep switching the field to go in the same direction. You remember that, that, right. that, that a couple years ago? Because I'm looking right now because you're always, you're always wondering. I saw just Wildcats going into that one tunnel. So uh, going into the dugout, Wildcats down 6, 13-7 at the half. Not exactly a stadium built for football, but I like the fact that they're trying there. But, uh, yeah, to your point, Purdue right now with that six-point lead at the half. Always feel better when we have a two-time national champion join the program, and that's why we welcome back in Damon Benning to the show, co-host of the Severe and Benning in the morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 1620 The Zone. Damon, great to have you back on. And uh, Wes and I have been watching this Ohio State massacre of Michigan State here in the first half, 42-0, six touchdown passes. I say again, six touchdown passes already with seven minutes to go in the half for C.J. Stroud. You have a Heisman vote, sir. And right now, yeah. Bryce Young is the f- small favorite. Is C.J. Stroud doing enough in one game against a top-10 opponent to maybe flip that script and see if he ends up the day as the favorite? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's if not one, then he's 1A. And it, listen, I understand Michigan State is, is you know, they're last in, in, in Division One in terms of pass defense. But listen, it'd be hard to go 23-25 on air. 
uh, <laughs> especially as vertical as they get in the passing game. And, and he deserves some credit. He's trending in the right direction. Um, I really liked him kind of coming out of the back end of a little bit of a struggle against Nebraska. I've seen him live a couple of times. And so um, he's maturing. He's kind of growing in the role. And they ask him, hey, listen, he's not throwing smoke screens and little tunnel screens. He's getting vertical in the passing game, throwing some big boy concepts uh, with that prolific wide receiving core. And I know that they potentially have three guys that are at least second round or better and maybe all in the first round with Wilson, Alave, and then Jigba. But listen, you got to have a guy that can deliver. Stroud belongs in quarterbacks, especially at his age. Yeah, and uh, 42 nothing. Michigan State, another fourth down, going to have to punt the football. So Get the running uh, clock in Columbus. Yeah, opportunity for C.J. Stroud probably to add another one. Uh, hopefully Mel Tucker signed that big rumored Ooh. deal that was all over social media this week. But, Damon, let's uh, transfer over to Iowa City. Still some slim hopes in the West for Iowa. Obviously going to need a lot of help. Uh, your uh, alma mater could certainly help matters mm-hmm. beat in Wisconsin. We'll get to that game in a minute. But, we do have Illinois and Iowa that's going to kick off here in about 30 minutes. And uh, Brett Belima not going to coach due to a positive COVID-19 test. But Illinois in certain spots has been spry this year. The line is basically 12. Haven't seen a ton of movement here with an Iowa offense that can't score. But you did have Iowa, I thought, looked a little bit better with Alex Padilla at quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a slight upgrade at the quarterback spot. He's got a really good relationship early on with with Keegan Johnson, who is one of their, you know, freshman phenoms at the wide receiver spot, but still a little inconsistent on offense moving the ball, especially in the red zone. And listen, Illinois has been more than game. I don't know if they'll rally for Coach Bielema, but gosh, they probably have three or four pros on that roster. As great a talent as Brett Bielema says they are, it's primarily up front. I think 12 is right about the right number, even without your head coach against the team. And Iowa that still potentially has some West title hopes to play for. I think the number's about right. Gun to head, I'd take Illinois, but that's, that's a really good line. I, I think it's a, it's a fighting Illini player, or you leave it alone. Damon, let's talk a little bit about the fighting Harbaugh's here with Michigan. We had you on early in the season, and look, I'm at, actually, I'm all in now on, on what he's doing there at Michigan this year. Ohio State clearly is not looking ahead with what they're doing to Sparty today to this matchup against the Wolverines next week. Is this the time that Harbaugh is going to let me down against Maryland today where they they lay over two touchdowns on the road here as they look ahead to Ohio State? Or do you start to trust Harbaugh? They've been 8-2 and two ATS, 9-1 straight up. So they've been covering numbers. Do they cover the 15-and-a-half today? Yeah, I like them today. I like them actually kind of a lot. I See, they've kind of settled into who they are. They've got the great two-headed monster at, at running back and with uh, Corum and, 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 ha- and Haseem Hoskins. And they run the football, a lot of run action. They've, they're kind of settling in defensively. They have two of the best edge combos uh, in the country and certainly in the conference, and Elajuo and, and Aiden Hutchinson. And so – they can get after the passer. They get really good safety play. They've got an elite-level player on each line of their defense. They maybe have the best safety in the conference. Uh, they've got a great linebacker in Ross, and we talked about the tandem that they have at the end spot. So when you settle in to who you want to be on offense, and that's running the football and run action passing game and taking your vertical shots, I like Michigan in this spot. 
Maryland still turns the ball over a little too much. I think it's a good number on the road. I'd probably play it as high as 17. Michigan is so workmanlike. Maryland trying to overcome a few injuries, especially along that defensive line. So I like Michigan in this spot, and I think Harbaugh sets up a nice little showdown with what could happen uh, against his, uh, his rival next week. After a missed field goal, it looks like we have a defensive touchdown from Oklahoma right mm-hmm. before the half. Nine seconds left to go. Extra point is good. So now 14-7, to seven, a fumble return for Oklahoma. So that will affect some first-half wagers. Absolutely. But, uh, Damon, I want to get to your neck of the woods here because I think that this is an interesting game with a lot of interesting storylines. And I'm, I'm on the Huskers here because it totally doesn't make sense <laughs> why this line has been dropping. Number one defense for the Badgers. They finally found an identity. They're running the football like they used to under Alvarez. They've won six in a row. They're the team to beat and can really lock up the Big Ten West perhaps today or even next week, but they're certainly in the driver's seat. What is the psyche there in Nebraska on this team? We know the renegotiation Trev Alberts did with Scott Frost on the contract. Some assistants, especially on the offensive staff, are gone. What is the mindset of this team right now as they're going to Camp Randall this afternoon? Well, I think defensively they're going to rally. They'll be without JoJo Doman, who was one of their best defensive players. He shut it down for the season, decided to finally have surgery on that left hand that has been dealing him fits the last three weeks. But I don't worry about Nebraska defensively. They'll, they'll play a couple of key guys. Isaac Gifford will step in and play some of that outside linebacker spot. Another guy, Garrett Nelson and Caleb Tanner, who have been getting meaningful snaps at that outside linebacking spot, will really help them in the run game offensively I do have some concerns right you let go of coach Hills, um coach Produsco, their quarterbacks coach uh their often co-offensive coordinator coach Lubick who handled the wide receivers but perhaps most importantly Greg Austin their offensive line coach um I believe your offensive line coach has to be your next best coach outside of your your head coach and Nebraska will go to a new voice in coach Verducci handling that offensive line When you play against a team like Wisconsin that is so multiple with their looks up front, they'll eventually get to that cover two and and pressure you with five, but they are very good pre-snap. So the adjustments that Nebraska will make along the offensive line will be critical. They've only seen one relatively mobile quarterback, and that was in mop-up duty against Notre Dame with their third-string quarterback, and he dealt Wisconsin some fits. So a healthy Adrian Martinez, I believe Nebraska will let it all hang out. You may not see a lot of place kicking. And if Coach Frost and company know that they've got four downs to make 10 once they get inside the 35-yard line, that could help their lack of red zone efficiency So because I, I think they'll be aggressive. I don't like the fact that all the public money was in on Wisconsin, but money was coming in on Nebraska, which lets me know the Sharps, like Nebraska, the volume likes Wisconsin. The mind moved the wrong way. I think Wisconsin 26, Nebraska 17 would not shock me at all if it was close, closer than that. The line makes zero sense. All right, very quickly, we have about, about 20 seconds left, Damon. Just want to get your thoughts. Big picture, Scott Frost. Is he off the hot seat, or is he, is he still right there, a tenuous situation? For the time being, he's off the hot seat. He's got some metrics he's got to hit next year, but – you're going to give new assistance at least a two-year deal in terms of payout. So 
for right now, all is well. They're playing a lame duck game in terms of referendum. Coach Frost is safe for now. Damon, always appreciate the time and the information. Co-host of the Severe and Benning in the Morning Show. We are back right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college football. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team, and if your team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy college football like never before. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if the college team you bet on simply scores a touchdown. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. If you did that free bet offer that they just so kindly gave you here at BetMGM, Mm -hmm. and you put it on Michigan State, well, that might not cash. Because right now, Zippo points for Sparty. Ohio State, I believe, has just scored again. Yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigbo gets a touchdown. Now, this is the uh, the wow. uh, Oprah Winfrey giving away the cars. You get, a t- you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. And that's exactly what it is now. Five touchdown pass. Or actually, I believe that's six now because Henderson, I think, ran one in. Okay, so, so six 29 touchdowns. 29 of 31, oh 393, six touchdowns. By the way, that is a Buckeye school record. And there's still two minutes left to go in the first half. It is 49 enough in Ohio State. Minus 55 and a half at BetMGM, 82 and a half your current total. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, Michigan State being told, we still got some work to do if we want to get on the level of these guys. I, I, if I believe that I read that stat correctly, he's the fifth Ohio State player to throw for six touchdowns mm-hmm. in a game. Which surprises me that nobody's ever done it. Yeah, for seven, and and they've had some pretty good quarterbacks. Arch Lisa, over you go the way years. back in the day, right? So uh, like your, your Cardell Jones, twelve gauge. I mean, they've had some guys that have been able to put up numbers. Even Dwayne Haskins back in the day. Is there a chance that he gets benched at halftime of a forty-nine nothing game with Michigan on deck next week, or Heisman Trophy in in play here? Uh, obviously, the school record if he gets one more touchdown for that seventh touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Do you, does Ryan Day play for the records, or did he say, "Man, enough is enough"? Well, forty-nine. Did Ryan Day have a heart there, not going for two to get fifty in the first half? Is he <laughs> is he getting soft here? Because look, I think Stroud. Because this reminds me a little bit of the game at Indiana. Stroud did play the first drive of the second half. That's right. And then they took him out of the game. And then uh, look, they have uh, a couple. Uh, Five stars, I think the kid, uh, uh, Jack Miller, uh, and then another one another one behind him, uh, the kid from Pennsylvania, Kyle, I forget his last name, because he hadn't really we're, had to play we're gonna, very We're going to see him, though. We're going to see yeah, these guys Yeah, well, he's going to play. We're going to know play. his name very shortly. That's but right. By the way, uh, 109 left to go. Michigan State trying to get something before the first half. But I think he probably plays. I mean, I don't think Ryan Day wants to keep him out there to be so obvious where it's like, I'm trying to get him eight. He might try to get him the record. Or might give him an opportunity to get that record because I'm sure some SID is going to tell him at halftime because I don't think Day has to meet with his staff and say, uh, okay, hey, fellas, coach. here's what we got to adjust right. for the second half. So go, hey, one of the uh, sports information guys That's in right. the Ohio State Athletic Department is probably going to say, well, he's tied for the record, you know, get him the record and then go ahead and let him ride the pine the rest of the afternoon. Again, we had, we had Damon Benning on last segment. He made the point, this is not check down city here, getting the six touchdown. He's going deep and really pushing this defense here against Michigan State. So he's earned it. Let's see if he gets the record. But right now, if you had Michigan State, like I did, plus 18 and a half. Move, move on. It's over. Scan you, just, just, you, you were on the wrong scan, side. Scan, discard, select, move on. You made a bad read. You own it, and you live to fight another day. Okay, we do have some games at halftime. We'll try to get some second-half lines for you here. Florida State, I think a bit of a surprise to, to many, watching what they're doing in Chestnut Hill against Boston College. What are you seeing in that second half here? And uh, Matt Norvell, these guys are playing well for him right now. They're playing hard at least. Yeah, they are. 19-3. to Florida State, by the way, 
You wondered how they were going to be because they beat Miami last week, and that's obviously the arch rival for the Seminoles. So it's like, were they satisfied with that? Clearly they are not because they are four and six. They win their last two. They could be bowl eligible. They're off to a good start today. 19 to three on a Tim Hasselbeck Jersey retirement day up there in Chestnut Hill. (laughs) Tim Hasselbeck, by the way, and his uh, wife Elizabeth of the view fame of survivor fame there for the ceremony. But right now their Eagles are down here. They are laying uh, minus one and a half of the second half at BetMGM. 26 and a half on the total. Uh, Florida State, if they get this win, they got the Gators. That Gators team doesn't really send shivers up your spine, though, if you're Florida State, Not based on how they've played, because they look like they've mailed it in. So you got to think at least Florida State's psyche, because they've had to deal with the adversity all season, is a lot better going into next week. But first thing first, they got to finish the job, but on their way to doing so, 19 to 3 at the half. You know, this Texas line, you saw they were getting, what, I believe, two and a half today. Uh, against West Virginia in Morgantown. And right now to have West Virginia with a 21 to 10 lead over Hookham, but you lose to Kansas mm-hmm. and then you're really not putting much, uh, up much of an effort here in the first half against West Virginia. What's the second half? Looking yeah. Like? And right now it is 21 to 10. You said, as you said, Mountaineers, Texas minus one for the second half, 26 and a half for the second half line. By the way, both these teams are four and six. So, you know, you got to get to six to get that bowl eligibility. Texas, of course, at West Virginia, and then they have K-State coming in. Meanwhile, the Mountaineers, uh, they will have to go to Kansas. Look, and Kansas, I mean, you don't want to say that they can't do it. They did just beat the Longhorns That's last right. weekend, but still, they'd be big favorites. You win this game, more than likely the Mountaineers are going to get bowl eligible. But there's been a lot of talk, is Sark going to be one and done? I don't think so. It's wow. going to take time. And uh I know the video. I can't. I, I. I forget the identity of the coach. I think it was one of the line coaches. Uh, the video leaked out on social media. You know, with a coach, kind of a mfering him. Uh, we'll say that. Uh, you know, the team on the bus, and it's like, hey, this is big time football. That's what coaches do, and that was somehow a big story. Like. Oh, I can't they believe the language. I can't believe the language. Uh, what was the guy? Dan Wolken. I forget w- where he's with. He was with some national mm-hmm. outlet. Like, I'm like, dude, tell me you haven't played competitive sports report before without telling me that you haven't played competitive sports before. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes some ugly things get said yeah. in a locker room or on a bus to a team, but that's what happens. And when you're Texas and you have those expectations and you're all of a sudden four and six, that doesn't go down well down there in Austin, so we'll see how the Longhorns come out for the second half. And very quickly, we saw uh, Brock Purdy with with a fumble, a return for a score for Oklahoma right before the end of the first half. So Iowa State was trying to get points before the end of the half, tied up at seven. Instead, they go to the locker room down 14-7. How's the second half shaping up? Yeah, second half right now. Uh, minus a half for Iowa State. This did close three, three and a half in the market. So essentially that makes that Sooners minus six and a half for the full game. 28 for that second half total. Uh, Oklahoma, that game kind of died a little bit until the very end. A uh, long time that that was a scoreless uh, game uh, or didn't have a score since seven to seven. So look, uh, I leaned Oklahoma. I didn't end up playing it. I was about to buy low on this team because I wonder with Iowa State, Iowa State was projected to be the team that was going to go after Oklahoma and they were going to challenge them for the big 12 supremacy. This was an Iowa state team that beat Oregon and beat them pretty handily in that Fiesta bowl Mm -hmm. last year. And now six and four Matt Campbell, that quote came out. My goal was not to win the big 12. It's like, I don't know what's your goal. That's what made me suspicious because it's like Matt Campbell is always rumored. He's always on the coaching carousel rumor for these jobs. And 
with so many jobs already open in the two biggies, of course, being USC and LSU, and there's going to be others to follow. We know Washington's open, Virginia Tech, Texas mm-hmm. Tech. There's going to be more as the coaching carousel. When somebody leaves, that gives you another vacancy that maybe this is where Matt Campbell is looking to see if he can move up because he's always rumored to be one of those hot coaching candidates. Every single year, it's like, okay, where is he going to go? No, I'm happy here in Ames. That tells me, okay, I'm going to wait for the right job. You know, if it's a real big time top 10, top 15 national job, then I'm going to bounce. So you wonder if that gets in the mind of players too. Not saying they're not motivated to face Oklahoma. They always are. And usually Iowa State plays them very tough. Usually they're a lot bigger underdogs too. But that, because that's why I thought, man, Oklahoma, some places just lay in three. And so far, 14 to seven Sooners over the Cyclones. When you say something like that, when you're Matt Campbell, is it, is it misconstrued that he's like, no, no, my my bigger fish to fry are national championships? I think it could be misconstrued. We probably, in this era of social media, we probably read too much into what, and we parse words of what everybody sure. says, like to the syllable and to the letter. So, but I do think that that gets played up in the media and people on the team and the players listen to that they stuff do. and they let it seep into their consciousness and their psyche. So I was wondering if there was too much or so much to that. Very quickly, uh, Clemson up 17-10 on Wake Forest here. So again, you kind of like Clemson today as they look into the, go into the second half here. What do you make of the second half number and kind of what you expected out of the Tigers so far? Yeah, it is juice to the Wake Forest side. It is minus a half, minus a dollar five for Clemson, 27 for the second half. Clemson outgaining Wake Forest 260 to 194, but they've turned it over twice. It feels like they should be up a little bit more and that Wake Forest is still in the game. We know Clemson's had problems offensively, this Wake defense being a little bit more permissible, and this Wake offense, 194 yards, all passing. They cannot run the ball. 16 carries for zero yards for the Demon Deacons. It has gone to halftime at the shoe. It is 49 to nothing. Ohio State has 500 yards of total offense in the first <laughs> against the top 10 team in the country. Unbelievable. When we come back, how about Notre Dame? They're getting ready to kick off and their prospects. Come on back. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.